Hi, guys. Welcome back to yet another episode of Hot Takes Pod. We're so excited to be on episode, what is it now? Episode eight? Episode eight, yeah. Wow. And I just have to disclaimer, literally in the middle of the workday on my lunch break, recording this intro right now with Maddie, which I is I can't news. believe the day has finally come where we have our jobs back and have to balance podcasting and working. Yes, the day is definitely here and our schedules will definitely be full, but we are not just going to handle it. We're going to crush it. And speaking of crushing it, I would like to thank Maddie for being the person to convince me to combine my two Instagrams, which was a big, big step that I took, I think about a week ago, sometime last week that I decided to do it. And it's been really successful and crushing it. Shout out to With Love jewels if you don't follow her on instagram please do because she posts really entertaining fashion content and yes since she combined her instagrams i think she got what like 400 or 500 followers on her new account honestly like more because now i'm above my old page so you now you know that it was the right decision Yeah, and shout out to Janie, who I don't know if you guys listened to her episode, but she was our fabulous guest on episode seven? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Six or seven. I mean, listen to all the episodes because they're fabulous, but Janie did give me some really great advice as well, and her and Maddie together really convinced me. I highly encourage anyone who's thinking about working in the influencer fashion space and having that little side gig going to just combine your personal and professional accounts to let it be fully authentic to who you are completely, which is what Maddie told me to do and what I am very happy that I did do. So thanks for all the support. And if you haven't been supporting me yet, thanks, because I know that after listening to this, you will. Proud of you. Well, it's all because of you. Um, But moving on to some more exciting news for Hot Takes. We have had a crazy ride since we started this and things have really taken off with the amazing people that we've gotten to interview and the amazing people that we have planned to interview. But we kind of just wanted to take next week to really touch base with you guys, give you full updates on our lives and talk about how we're going to be balancing podcast stuff with our um with our full-time jobs at Macy's. So we'll be giving some career advice and also just updating you guys on life and touching base with you guys and, and hopefully getting your feedback and answering some important questions. And yeah, we think that it's just important to have an episode like that since things have been really going so fast paced. Yes, they have. We're so excited to do another episode, just us two where we can give you the tea on our lives. Yeah, and if you guys don't want us to do episodes like this, well, we're still going to (laughs) do next week's episode like this, but um, definitely things that we want to know. If you want more episodes, just the two of us talking, we'll keep it short and sweet, but we think that it's just important that we kind of come together, touch base, see what's working, what's not, and yeah, give you a rundown on how things are going to be changing and moving going forward. But now I will let Maddie introduce you to our amazing guest we have on this week's episode. She is so fabulous and has had 
insane experience in the fashion industry. And I know Maddie and I are just so impressed by her. And I know you guys will be too. So take it away, Mad. This week, we're so excited to have Carrie Leitzis on to talk to us about her awesome experiences with the fashion industry. I actually met Carrie. She gave me my first internship in the fashion world, and I'm so grateful for that. I worked at her company, Leitzis & Co., I think sophomore year. Yeah, my summer after sophomore year. And it was such a great experience, and it really jump-started my career and grew my interest in fashion, which I had no idea before this internship that I had. So we are really excited to have her on today and to hear more about her career. So I'll give a quick introduction and then we'll get into the questions. Um, Carrie's passion for fashion is evidenced by her numerous experiences and successes in the fashion industry, working at some of the most acclaimed fashion magazines of all time. After graduating from the NYU Gallatin School, She got her start in the industry as a bookings editor at W Magazine and then worked as a photography editor at Jane Magazine. Following these incredible experiences, she went on to be the director of photography at Harper's Bazaar. So cool. She then went on to start her own creative agency and became the founder and president of Art Co., which is now Lysis & Co., which was the internship that I did with her. So welcome to the podcast, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Maddie. We're so excited to have you on. We are so impressed by your amazing career that you've built for yourself over the years. And just wanting to take it back to the beginning, did you always know you had an interest in fashion? Was this a career path that you built out for yourself from a young age? Uh, You know, it, it really started back when, let's say, I would say when I was, I took a year off between high school and college, and I had interned for, actually, my my last summer at high school, I interned for somebody by the name of Ivan Bart, and he worked at an agency called Boss Models. He had a ponytail, he was super hip, he was like, he just beat to his own drum, and you know, he was just, he was a terrific person and like big personality and just, it was, it was great. You know, so I interned for him at this modeling agency for that summer. And I, of course, loved it. And then I decided to take a year off between high school and college. I'm trying to think how, so I think I reached back out to Ivan and said, could I come work for you for half, you know, for, for the, the year? Could I come intern for you, you know, again? And he said, yes, but I've moved agencies. I'm now at ICE, you know, ICE models. You can come come and work here. So I was super excited. I remember the um, their office was 270 Lafayette, which is right across from the San Ambrose in Soho now. And it was like my first day and I was really nervous. And I'm sure I would like belabored on what I was going to wear. And I was like <laughs> sitting at, at the desk. And Ivan, you know, I'm, I'm like, of course, probably have nothing to do. I'm just like sitting there waiting for instruction. And this woman comes in and she looks at me and she goes, who are you? Like super tough. And I'm like, I work here. And I was very shy. And she goes, no, you don't. And I'm the owner. <laughs> of course, I was like terrified. So it was a really like, it was a little bit of a rocky start. But, you know, I ended up so I ended up working there for, for a good portion of that year in between high school and college. And 
it, it was just it was an extraordinary experience, really, because they were so focused on editorial models, and their girls were, you know, the difference between commercial, which is more um, like catalog and more the money jobs, versus editorial, which was like pages in magazines like Vogue and Bazaar. They had the editorial girls, so very unusual faces, exotic beauties, you know. Instead of saying, I want to discover the next Cindy Crawford they, that who looks like her, they would say, we want to find somebody else equally as big, but not copying something that exists. They were looking for things that were original. And it was a very, very specific perspective. And they just had, they had Nye, who was doing all of the Ralph Lauren ads. They had Matthew Barney, who's now a famous artist. So it was really a, a moment in time. And I learned a lot through that agency that was so focused on editorial about photography. So it was really an extraordinary learning experience. And, and I, I give a lot of thanks to Ivan for having the patience to um, allow me to trail him. Um, so th that really gave me unbelievable learnings. And, um, you know, he went on, he's now the president of IMG and still a great oh friend God. all of these years. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I still, the woman who said, what are you doing here, runs IMG Paris and is a dear, dear <laughs> friend all these years later. So, you know, I'm a huge believer, and we can circle back to this, on the importance of internships. And um, so so that was sort of, that was the beginning. Well, that is like the coolest story I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, I'm smiling ear to ear. I just, I can totally picture kind of what that experience would bring to a young person who does have a love for creativity, but wasn't exposed to it up until that point so yeah. much. And it's eye opening. And what was that kind of learning experience like, you know, when you started to get more responsibility there, was there a moment in time where you felt like you were really transitioning well, listen, I think, you know, I was very shy at that time. So I think the great, the greatest part about it was that it was a small environment. So the exposure was high. So it, as much as I was able to delve into the learnings was what I was going to get out of it. So, for example, one of my responsibilities was at those times, models had a physical portfolio. So the agents would put together the portfolio of pictures. They'd take it, they'd take every picture out, they'd lay them on the floor, and then they'd mix them up. They, you know, they'd, they'd do the cadence of the different pictures, how it was going to go into the, this, this book. So I would make the Xeroxes, which, you know, who wants to spend hours and hours of making Xeroxes that have the perfect color tone? Nobody. However, then I would sit with Ivan while he put things together, and I would see and watch his thought process. And after doing it again and again, I started to see patterns. And to see why he chose certain things. So I was able to see like he'd maybe want to put a close-up picture next to something far away. Or if the girl had an amazing body, he'd want to show her in a bathing suit. So it, it was the learnings through having the exposure. And all of those things gave me, and, and I learned all about what photographers, they wanted to shoot the models. Because who were the important photographers shooting for Vogue, who were shooting for Bazaar. Um, you know, so I learned all of those, those nuances that then helped me when I ended up going to W because I'd had the foundation and the learnings of knowing who all the girls were, knowing the nuance of each girl. So, you know, I think, I think choosing an environment is, um, 
you know, I was, it was a little luck and a lot of, a, a lot yeah. of, a lot so, of um, listening. And so you were attention. able to learn like the strategy behind photography and behind layout and design, like from without even like taking the photographs yourself, but you got this like overarching understanding of like the, I guess like what goes into it and the thought process behind it, which I'm sure helped you so much like in the future of your career, but that's really awesome that you were able to get that bird's eye view. I would say, so I had one experience we're actually working at Harper's Bazaar Australia. And I remember I went in for a shoot, um, one of their designer shoots, which was so awesome, but just watching like as much as I was the person steaming the clothes, being able to be in that environment and watch the stylist and watch the photographer and see how they thought. And when they were choosing what pictures were better than others and, and um, laying them all out on a mood board, seeing that process is, it really helps you kind of form your own creative process as well. And it's so influential. Yes. Yes. So tell us more about your role as a bookings editor, your first um, experience in the industry, I guess, after that internship. So what did the role entail and what were you doing as a bookings editor? Well, the way it segued is I, my, let's see, my last year, I went to Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. I transferred to Spain, Madrid. Uh, did a year abroad, which was fantastic. And then my last year, I said, there is no way in hell I'm going back to Wisconsin. It's freezing. <laughs> so I transferred all my credits uh, to the Gallatin School. And this amazing person, Lauren Rakin, who was the, uh, the head of the program at the time, was so amazing and helped me transfer all my credits. And I went to school at night and I worked during the day for this guy named Dennis Friedman, who I'm actually now staying with in Long Island. So oh my I know him for like 25 years. That's awesome. And so I, I ended up um, working for him at night, uh, sorry, during the day and going to school at night when I was an intern. So I interned for a full year for him. But it was when the magazine was going from a newspaper format to um, a hardcover. And so it was a time of transition. They were just in the beginning. It was something that was growing. So I was able to grow with it. And, you know, he didn't have any help. He was under his desk, snowed in mail, calls. Like, he just couldn't do it all himself. So he really needed help. And I loved it. I had, I just, I, you know, um, I mean, at the beginning, I remember one of the first things he had me do, and this is another example, like making, taking lemons and making lemonade, was he handed me his Rolodex that I think was like 100 pages. And he said, can you put this into the computer? And it was like chicken scratch on like pieces of paper that had like coffee spilled on them and were like scrunched up and like you try and decipher this thing. <laughs> so it was like this massive Rolodex. I mean, the project took me the whole summer. It was probably like two months, but I literally learned every agent's name, who they represented, which hair makeup photographer was with each agency. And like, I had to ask him the questions for the people I couldn't figure out. So, and remember like the internet, you can just Google and say like, okay, art partner who's on their roster. You know, it was like, yeah. you call, you had to ask. It, it was like, you know, a different world. So that, that, that assignment literally like 
it gave me the foundation of like knowing who everyone was and stood me in such good stead. Um, you know, for when I did graduate, they offered me a job. Dennis offered me a job. And then at that point, I started his, as his assistant. I think I was his assistant for another year and a half or so. And then um, they, I think in year two, they offered me the bookings editor position, which I was already sort of doing, but they upgraded my, my title. So then I booked the hair, the makeup, and the models, which um, That's so this cool. was. That's huge. Super exciting. Just so being exciting. able to be in contact with all of those people and build relationships with them from the get-go and, you know, the tedious assignments that you get as an intern, sometimes you don't see the value in them right away. But if you're able to take a step back, just say yes and do it with a smile, eventually you'll figure out why why you were tasked with that and how you can use it to your advantage. And that's such a good, a good thing to be tasked with from the beginning, a huge contact list. Yeah. And also knowing what to do with it. And it really, you know, the internship with Ivan at Ice Models had set me up again with a great foundation to be able to have a, a base knowledge understanding of how the system yeah. And And I think that's, that's key is like, there's a framework and a system to every industry and there's a set of players. So if you can get a handle on that first, um, yeah. That's so awesome. You were able to do it at such a young age. I feel like people get thrown into it and like, don't have that basis for understanding when they start and feel like pigeonholed in like a entry level position and don't really know like what's beyond. So that's very impressive and incredible experience that you were able to get. Yeah, no, I was very lucky. So kind of moving on to your next role, you transferred into photography after that. So you were the photography editor at Jane Magazine. Is that correct? I was. And, you know, part of what I did at at, um, at W that I loved so much is it, it was a moment in time where photography was so uh, progressive and experimental. And there were a lot of photographers who came from Europe that Dennis brought to the United States for the first time, like Craig McDean, like Nathaniel Goldberg. It was sort of a whole roster. And they were, you know, the casting models was integral to the success of, of their their the photographic stories. It was a different emphasis on at that time. And a lot of them wanted to use faces that mimicked like a Mondigliani, a girl from a say Mondigliani painting would be their reference. Or, you know, they were looking for things that were highly creative. So it was so much fun. I mean, I knew every girl in every agency across every market. And so it was really fun to like, you know, you discover somebody at a small Swedish agency that was part of the network system. And, you know, it was just, it was a different time. So I loved doing the models. That was like my favorite thing. So So when Dennis and Patrick McCarthy was the editor-in-chief at the time, really an amazing person who has since passed away and was a great mentor also to me. He and Dennis um, offered me the position uh, as director of photography at Jane. And I said, that's so nice, but I don't want to take it. I'm happy where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And then Dennis, who is, he was the creative director of W and he said, but you have to take it. It, It's a promotion. You can't be the bookings editor forever. And I said, why not? I love it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he said, no. He said, you know, this is a, this is a good move for you. It's, you're great at photography. You're going to learn that as, you know, you've had a strong foundation here. You're going to be great. You, like, this is important. You need to do it. So I went to Jane and it was great because it was, um, and they were owned by Fairchild, which W was owned by Fairchild at the time. So they were on the same floor, um, just on the other side of the floor. So I wasn't moving too far away. Um, and, you know, I loved that I was able to, it was great to learn something new and I really loved photography. And so that was very exciting. And then, you know, it, it, it also gave me a place that I was able to make some mistakes in those learnings. You know, I was able to, there wasn't as much pressure as say there would have been if I went straight from Bazaar, I wouldn't have been able to make that jump. Um, so, but it, it, it was hard because I was more in tune with the aesthetic of W and the sensibility of, um, of, of W magazine. So it was harder for me yeah. to, um, get into the headspace yeah. of the content. That's an interesting. interesting point. How, what was that transition like for you in terms of creativity, getting used to like the voice and the aesthetic of one magazine versus another? What was that transition like? Well, it, it was not easy. You know, and that, as I said, like it was hard. It was harder for me. It didn't come as naturally, mm-hmm. the, the aesthetic vision. It was more poppy. It was more pop culture. It was more, uh, I want to say the word vulgar, but it was more raw. Whereas W was more sophisticated. It was elegant. It was, there was still a rawness, but always from an artistic perspective. Which was just more in aligned, more aligned in in what I knew and felt comfortable with, and and like you know. So um, I was there. I can't remember how many years. I think it was two or three years. And then Michelle Bopal, who I had worked with at W, he had been the fashion director, went to Harper's Bazaar under um, Kate Betts, who had come from Vogue, and. Um, she initially offered me the model editor position, which I turned down. Because Dennis said, you're not going backwards. <laughs> and then she eventually offered me the director of photography position, which yeah, cool. was um, obviously just a huge um, honor, responsibility. I was, I was young. I was like, I was 27. Oh, my God. Wow. Daddy, we only older. have a few more years I know. <laughs> I know. That's um, crazy. So that was, and it was, it was, a. she was under a lot of pressure. So we were under a lot of pressure. Yeah. We want to hear more about like a day in the life in that job, because it sounds, I can't even imagine what it would be like and like how different and more stressful and I guess like high paced it would be. So. Well, it was stressful because it was a relaunch. So there was a, there, it was a relaunch of the magazine. Of Harper's Harper's, Yeah, Their previous editor, Liz Tilbaris had passed away. So there was a lot of pressure to that it had to be great. And we all felt that. And, um, you know, there was a lot of competition from the different magazines who were all fighting over the same pool of photographers. And, uh, you know, so there was, there was a lot of, uh, you know, 
I think Vogue at the time said, if you work for us, you can't work for Bazaar. And then W did that too. So there was a lot of pressure with um, working with the right photographers and, and getting that right. Obviously, the role of a photographer, you're working with so many people. So what was it like to work in such a collaborative environment throughout your careers? And what would you say is like a really important thing for aspiring um people in this field to understand about that environment? I mean, I think that's a great question. And it's something I really loved about magazines that you would work with all different departments. You'd work with the design department, you'd work with the writers, you'd work with the fashion department. You know, as the photo editor of the magazine, I was I was hiring photographers for every single picture. So it might be a cover shoot that's with the celebrity. But then, and it might be the fashion stories, but then it could also be a feature on, um, you know, a writer like Susan Sontag, or it could be uh, a feature on an astronaut. So not only are you working with the writers and the editors of those stories, but you're also learning all about the subjects and you're choosing photographers who you feel there will be an affinity, both in terms of the photographer will appreciate the subject or the subject matter or convey what's needed from a visual perspective. So it was very inspiring to be able to work with different teams and get different perspectives. And believe me, there was like a lot of like, you know, people would have thrown shoes at each other. So it was, it was a mix, but you, you really learned to work in a collaborative environment. And and I always, I, I'm a big believer in group thought and that, you you know, uh, in, in, certain size, um, you know, not unlimited, unlimitedly large groups, but if you have the right group, that that collective group thought can can be, um, come up with, with really the best end product. What was it like moving from like such a collaborative environment to doing something on your own and creating your own, um, agency? Terrifying. You know, I think that that honestly was one of the hardest things about, about leaving is, was the unknown and not even, I mean, thank God I didn't know what I didn't know because I probably wouldn't have left. But I think, um, you know, it was a lot of alone time. I didn't have, I shared an office with one other person who was hardly ever there. So I was, I was alone a lot and that was really hard. It was hard on the soul. It was hard not to have somebody to like banter ideas with every single day and a million people. And also, you know, at, at magazines, you were putting out fires every day. We had 40 shoots a month, big and small. So you were like constantly just like, I mean, I didn't go to the bathroom sometimes till three o'clock. <laughs> it was crazy. And then, you know, it's, it's not like a lawyer where you're paid by the hour you're paid until it's done. So like if I was at the office till 10 or 11, like that's what it was. That's a crazy thing. I feel like people don't understand when you're just so passionate about something, it doesn't matter. Like you will work as hard as you need to work in order to get it done. But clearly that was a huge transition for you. What encouraged you since you were saying it, it wasn't necessarily the easiest transition by any means as you were going through the hardships and the feelings of loneliness, what encouraged you to keep going and um, create what is now a very successful business? Well, I mean, once you, it's like, once you jump into the water, you can't exactly get back 
Yeah. Both. You know, I, I'd already. What was the moments that so made I, you I, make that switch? Like, did somebody tell you something that inspired it, or something happened at work that inspired it? You know, it was, it took me about, I was at Bazaar, I think I was there for seven years. And it took me about two years to, um, to really like to take the leap and to go out on my own. Um, So two things happened. One is I became very good friends with this person. um, His name is Jeffrey Deitch from Deitch Projects. And we've taken his, his portrait and done a profile on him a number of years before. And he really, he showed me the art world through his eyes. And I just, I, you know, it was really a transformative um, relationship, friendship. I, I just learned so much about that world through him. And there was a collaboration at the time with Morikami, Mark Jacobs, um, when Morikami designed the bags for Vuitton. And it was this amazing triangulation of art, fashion, and music. So you had Morikami with the art, Mark Jacobs with the fashion, and then Kanye West did the album cover for, um, uh, Morikami did the, the album cover for Kanye West. And then there was a big show at the, uh, what was it? It was at MoCA, um, at the MoCA Museum out in California. and. I went to the gala. I think I went with Jeffrey and it was just unbelievable. It was so glamorous, but it was like these, the crossover of these different uh, disciplines. And it was like they, each discipline was taking the best from one another and whiffing off of the other. And it was really like, it was a moment and it was an exciting one. And it was just, um, I knew I, you know, when you're in magazines, you are taught to feel trends. You're taught to feel things. They come in threes and what's, what's coming next. And I just, in my gut and my soul, and like, there's one thing I've learned is to follow my instincts. Like I knew that this was a space that I needed to follow. What exactly that was, I didn't quite know. And it was, you know, as I'm describing it to you too, it's abstract. Yeah. You know, partnerships have become pervasive, but 12 years ago, um, they were not... Yeah. I feel like what you guys do changes on the day to day, summer to summer, like the projects are just so different based on the times and like what's going on in the fashion world and what's happening on social media. Like you guys really know how to adapt to the moment, like the cultural moment, which is really cool. Yeah, because I think you, you know, that is culture. You have to, you have to parallel it. You can't be behind or then you're not part of culture. Definitely. So the best artists or brands, they are riffing off one another of what's happening in the moment. So can we just dive in for our listeners? Obviously, Maddie has a really great understanding of what you do. But do you want to just tell everyone like a brief of what your company is about and what your day to day now looks like, even though it might be very different day to day? It sounds like it is. Sure. So as I was saying, so. Actually, very quickly, I'll just tell you the second thing that was like the game changer yes, in, my, totally. in my leaving was I did a, um, I was, my best friend's husband, Adam Lindeman, said, I have a project for you. I want to connect you to the CEO of La Sports Act. So we ended up doing a project with this artist, um, Ellie Supra, who uh, at the time, he was a terrific artist. And 
it ended up that fee that, that I made from the project was my seed money. So I had more money in the bank than I you know, than I'd had since that I since um, I was in magazines. Yeah. So I had the comfort level to um, that that helped me take the leap. So that leads us to um, Lights and Co. And really, the mission was to put together partnerships that bridged artists, creatives, and brands. And then you launched your own beauty brand. Maddie, do you want to, you know more about this yeah. than I do if you want to I love following specifics. along on Instagram and seeing all of the things you guys are doing. But like, what got you into CBD skincare? And like, how did you make that transition? I know about the Charlotte Rue stuff and that experience, but how did, what made you interested in that industry? You know, we've worked with so many brands over the years on creative collaborations and we've seen people build, we've helped other people build things and my team really wanted to build something of their own and I wanted to help make that a reality for them. So for a variety of reasons, that, that was sort of, that was what we landed on. And it's been really an amazing experience to actually build something from the ground up versus coming into an existing organization and helping them to catapult what they're doing, but where we're using their infrastructure. Totally. Just acting as, as one component. The totally. I feel like this way you also have to dig into your own identity and think like, who are you guys? And like, what's your messaging versus like going into another company, you'd be taking their messaging and like their previous experiences, like you said, and shaping something around that. So it must've been like a very cool experience to do that for you that for your own um, business. But then also, I guess, so that our audience knows more about like what kinds of collaborations you did. What are like some examples, if you can tell them to us, of collaborations that you guys have worked on or your favorite ones? Yeah, your favorite. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that there's sort of three. There are a couple. Oh, gosh. I, so I love every project for different reasons, but I'd say one that we're working on right now. Um, but one thing that I love about the collaborations that we do is they're in very different industries. So we're working on a project with Pharrell Williams where he's designing a condo development with a company, um, privately held company in Toronto called Reserve. And he did the design for the interiors and the exterior of the building. And it's the first project of its kind that he's done. So it was great for him to have the mind expansion. He's already such a, an aesthetic person, but it was, he was going into a different medium. So yeah. it, was a, it was wonderful to be able to uh, facilitate and... Um, you know, a learning for him. He, he loves collaboration and learning is a big part of what he loves. So it was great to have um, just to go through that process to, and, and see the world through the lens through which he looks is, is so unique. So that was really exciting. And then there was a, an affordable housing component on that project, which was very meaningful to him. So it was great to be able to work on something where he felt so good about it as well. That's really um, cool. So that was interesting. That was design yeah. focused. Um, we did Gaga's workshop at Barney's, which was just like spectac- spectacular. Uh, we worked with the artist Ellie Suprak to interpret her vision for their, ho- their holiday spectacular. And that, that was just 
um, there were so many, so many moving parts and, you know, I, I think what's what's really what I love about partnerships that we work on, they're highly creative. We get to work with individuals who see the world in a, in a, in a, in a highly unique um, perspective and are able to bring that to the world through different mediums. Um, okay, so when you were first starting with the company, how did you find your first partners and how did that kind of grow for you guys? And how do you find partners now? Do they normally reach out to you? Or are you reaching out to them? Um, brands, you mean? Yeah, brands and like anyone that you partner with. Um, well, it's sort of the two sides. It's the brand side and the creative side. And the brand, the creative side is more like that's in our network and those are, that's our friends and family. And so that side is sort of always evolving and developing. And, um, you know, there's creative exchange there on, on an ongoing basis. Brands, it's a mix. You know, we're a, we're a uh, consultant to Target the last 10 years on their design partnership team. So we're, we um, hopefully added a lot of value to them over the years and they've been a, a great partner. So it's, you know, it's word of mouth, it's press, it just, it depends. Yeah. Come from anywhere. But I think, you know, if there are likes in the universe that likes attract. So we feel very fortunate to work with um, partners on the brand side that are highly creative, highly innovative and where there's a, an alignment in values which I think one of, one of my favorite things that I did when I interned for you was the research behind brands you were interested in, like learning more about and just like being able to gather that information and like see what you're interested in learning and then organize that in a way that makes it like fun and interesting. And I guess finding like meaning in the, like looking into brands and finding out what they're interested in. I thought that was so much fun to do. And it gave me an eye into what you were looking for in brands to partner with your partners. So that was cool. Well, I was so happy to do this with you today, Maddie. Also because, you know, internships changed my life. So, you know, Dennis, as you can see, I'm staying with him now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like long friend. And yeah. it was such an important um, for me to feel like I was going to give back. So I always had yeah. interns at, at Bazaar, at um, likes and co and always just felt it was like you know an important thing to do and and I it got is. so much of it out of it as well and we get so much out of it too like I didn't so even much. realize that I was interested I also similarly to you was always a very creative person and loved like fine arts but I didn't know that fashion was necessarily the career path for me but working for you and then Macy's obviously like really led me down that path. So I'm very lucky to have gotten my start with Lightsis. Having internships has been the only thing I think that's brought me to where I am today in my career, like finding my mentors and building a network and getting that hands-on experience. Maddie and I have honed in on this before in other episodes, but when you're in high school, you don't know how many opportunities there are in the fashion industry. Like the only thing I really thought of was maybe being a fashion designer and that wasn't in my repertoire. Like I'm not a good, um, I'm not a good artist in that sense, but I 
I've always had a creative eye and I wanted to go into writing and editorial. And when I got to school and I started exploring the industry more, I fell in love with it. And so internships are so important um, in your development, especially in this industry. What advice would you give to young people aspiring to work in the fashion and retail space, but feel intimidated by all the uncertainty with all of the fast-paced changes that are happening in fashion right now? What I would say is, I think it's so important to read and be informed. And if you can start to ground yourself with some with, you know, if you're not working, for example, if you're out of school, like getting yourself in some routine. So, for example, if you know you're reading these five things a day, you know, I'm I'm a glass half full type person. So I think there's opportunity everywhere. So retail might be really in pain, but there are people who are doing well. There are sectors like skincare, online skincare is doing well. Um you know, there are, there are retailers online who are doing well. So apparently bathing suits was off the charts with, with some of the online retailers like Mataporte. So I think reading things, you know, I love Wall Street Journal. I love Fast Company. Um, I love Business of Fashion. Um, so just getting in the habit of really knowing the space that you're interested in. And if you have this extra time, take advantage of that. I also think people are more, there's less distraction. So you're able to actually connect with people in some ways. So if you can identify one person or, or a few people that you want to connect with that you admire and maybe end up wanting to work with that for them or that company, go ahead and, and like do the email now when people actually maybe have, have a moment to um, to actually read things and respond. Yeah. But I would say have a why. Why do you admire it? Yeah. What is interesting? And, and give the backup for it. That's really good advice. And I especially like the part about reading up on everything. I don't think that if you don't understand what's happening in the industry, you're going to feel super intimidated by it. But if you're staying informed and staying educated on everything that's happening, you may just find a space and a niche that will work for you, or you may come up with an incredible idea. And that was something that Maddie and I, we were furloughed from our jobs and, and we were very passionate and wanted to to keep updated with what was going on, which is the biggest reason for us starting this podcast. So I love that advice. Did this come out of out of COVID? Yeah, this yes. came out of this COVID. is a COVID project. Yes. <laughs> and look at okay, lemonade. <laughs> exactly. We started this as like our job because we didn't have jobs for a while and we thought this will keep us busy. We'll learn a lot. We'll network. We'll connect our audience with people in the industry. So we thought this was like a really great thing to start now. And also because the fashion industry was going to change, like do a 180 from before to after COVID, we thought it'd be cool to be like live on the scenes tracking those changes and like reporting them and stuff like that. So yeah, we're really excited that it happened during COVID. And our favorite part about it is being able to connect with people like you and people that we've built relationships with and give back to our audience and people that aspire to be working in 
this space because obviously it's so great to be able to bring people on the show that we've had relationships with and that have inspired us. So thank you for coming on today. Maddie has been speaking about you since we became friends. So Carrie, if people want to connect with you or learn more about your story or follow along with your journey, how can they do that? Uh, Well, I'm on Instagram. Cool. And we can tag your Instagram for all of our listeners. We'll tag Carrie's Instagram in the description on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's Leitzes, L-E-I-T-Z-E-S is my Instagram. Our website is www.leitzes. Our Instagram for our CBD skincare is my superflower. And there it is. I'll make sure that we tag all of those things in our Instagram bio and in our description for all of our fabulous listeners so that they can follow along with you and hopefully purchase some awesome CBD skincare. And then to wrap up, so Maddie and I just want to say, of course, thanks to all of our listeners, whether you're new to this episode and this is your first time listening, or you've been keeping following along with us throughout our eight episodes now. We thank you. We love the support. Leave your reviews and continue to send in your hot takes. Maddie and I are thinking about starting a new segment at the beginning of every show where we share a hot take of the week. So let us know if you guys are interested in this and we will feature your hot takes on Hot Takes Pod. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Carrie.